Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my Wordle proficient co-host, Mozzie. Wordle. Man, it's such an easy, simple game. I mm-hmm. love it. I've, I've been enjoying it. Just did it, you know, moments before. Yeah, it really gets the gears going in the mind. You're about to break down all these games. You know, you gotta sharpen that that tool up there I don't that know what I'm the, 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 the muscle upstairs there we go the muscle upstairs <laughs> that's right yeah it's I, I think the the simplicity of it and then also like the fact that you can only do it once a day is also part of like the fun of it because you you right. can't you can't burn out on it, it so it, you're right you can't burn out it makes you wanting more gotta keep coming back and you can make a nice routine out of it you know mm. like oh it's three thirteen. It's time to whirl. <laughs> I usually end up doing it if if I can't fall asleep before midnight, or if I like, or in the morning. Usually, it's one. It's one of those two. So it usually occurs in bed. Hey, wordle in bed. Wordle in bed. Hmm. Wordle and chill, baby. <laughs> you want to wordle and chill? It lasts about five minutes, just like me. No. <laughs> uh, anyway. This is a football podcast. We'll brush past that and get to the games. Yes, uh, we start (laughs) off Sunday with uh, Philly at Tampa. We both have Tampa here uh, against our against our will. Maybe I should say I don't know. (laughs) We both want Philly to win, but we think Tampa will win. I will still hold to my initial take, which was I I was like everything is going right for a Buccaneers loss here, and I was very Mm -hmm. excited. Rain, wind, no Fournette, you know, strong ground game from Philly, you know, Brady trying to do everything in these horrible weather conditions. Like this spells for Philly with the upset, but now the weather, it's it's still going to be windy. It will not be rainy. The rain has you know jumped the gun a bit. It's going to happen in the morning now, from what I'm reading. Um, and it'll be fine by game time. But there will still be 20-mile-an-hour wins, so there shouldn't be a whole lot of deep balls in this game. If there are, the, I don't mean play caller needs to check some things out. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, heavy ground game. Uh, would love to take Philly, but with all those things not happening, Fournette potentially being back, I think I'm leaning Tampa. Uh, I'm not happy. Me neither. Um <laughs> Tampa is pretty banged up, like you said. That's one. Of, that's one of the main things in Philly's favor. It looks like Tampa will have most of their questionable guys in. Mm-hmm. That was obviously a big thing for him, for them. Uh, Levante David's a game time decision, which he's kind of the one who's really in doubt. I would say of these defensive guys, but it looks like they'll have, you know, their corners and the linebackers in, which you know, big boost for them. Lenny is a, is a. I think he will be active, but. He is, quote-unquote, the most questionable of them, as quoted by Bruce Arians. <laughs> so right. he's like an actual game-time decision. They pretty much said they'll see how he feels right away. So it might be a lot of Keyshawn Vaughn and Lev Bell, hilariously. <laughs> so I, I will still stand, though. I will say, if Fournette doesn't play, 
I think Philly ha- does have a strong chance to pull the upset here. I think that's really important for Tampa. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how can you be, you know, playoff Lenny without Lenny? Exactly. He's just Lenny on right. the sidelines. Lenny, he's he's sideline Lenny. Lenny. Sideline Lenny. That's no fun. Yeah. No one wants sideline <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in week 18, without him or Rojo or Gio, which I don't think Gio will be back either, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn played 45%, Lev played 38%, and then Kenyon Barner played 15%. But I, I will just assume that was in, 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 in the end of the game in blowout time. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if that was not the case. Um, if, if I'm wrong, I'm okay being a little wrong on that, but it's a very small percentage of the snaps. That doesn't really uh, matter a ton. It's nine snaps. So, But it was a fairly even ba- Vaughn Bell split, mm-hmm. which Vaughn Bell is also a player, but Keyshawn right. Vaughn <laughs> Lev Bell split, I should say. Um, <laughs> stat line wise, uh, Vaughn got 10 rushes, 29 yards, a touchdown, and then two targets, two receptions. Lev got target reception, only three rushes for 14 yards, though. So Vaughn obviously got a lot more. Lev did get, like, that one-yard touchdown catch. But yep. <laughs> I think if I'm picking one to, you know, play, I would say Vaughn probably is the better bet. I would probably say so. I don't think they're ready to put their chances in Lev Bell's hands. He's <laughs> he's not the same player he was. Yeah, he another former Steeler who, you know, got, you know, Abandoned by the team in a way, yeah. Wait. <laughs> so, uh, if the weather permits this game, which it seems like it should, uh, a Gronk smash is in order. Yep. The Philly tight end matchup, plus all the targets going Gronk's way lately. It's, yeah. And he's someone who, even if it's super windy, I don't think entirely hurts him a ton. Obviously, you want to be able to go down the seam and get those, you know, slightly longer passes, but I, it's not like the end of the world if... If he can't, if you know stuff, if if stuff past twenty yards doesn't work, it's not going to kill Gronk. Right. It, so. it, exactly. He'll be his safety blanket. Ten yards in, ten yards out, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, going back and thinking, every time we've done fantasy, we th- there's usually one team a year that is notoriously bad against tight ends. This might be the first time they're in the playoffs. Yeah, because <laughs> like the Giants <laughs> were it, the Cardinals have been it. Right. Uh, the Broncos for a couple of years, but yeah, the, the, the bad tight ends in being in the playoff is hilarious. And, uh, it does set up very nicely for Gronk. Mm-hmm. Very, very nicely. So yeah, Gronk smash. Yeah, that's Gronk smash. Um, I don't have an <laughs> issue with Evans. Um, he, he moves around enough that I don't think I'll see Slay the entire time. I mean, they could move Slay into the slot to follow him. Like he can't play in the slot, but I mean, it's literally just those two at this point. So, He's going to have to get targets, especially like with Fournette being banged up and probably limited if he does play. That is tough. Um, Because the thing with Fournette is it's a hamstring, and mm. that sucks. Yeah. There's no way he's 100%. And when you're not 100% with a strained hammy, it's going to get re-aggravated. So, like, that's what's really Mm -hmm. concerning to me. Like, he could play, you know, a few snaps and be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, no, this ain't working. Yeah, it's a, it's a big bummer. Like, if, if Fournette does go, I think there is, like, a little bit of uh, sneakiness to playing Vaughn anyway and, you know, expect, expecting, like, a timeshare or something, too. Yeah. Not that I love it. I don't think that's, I don't think it's necessary. I'd have to look back at the prices again, but I don't, it's not, it's probably not a necessity. That might be too big brain. <laughs> I don't know. I think you put Vaughn in your lineup and then if, uh, 
Fournette is activated, you'll you leave can him switch in. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I could honestly leave Vaughn in. I, 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 yeah, it's a tough situation, but keep an eye on Fournette's practice report for I guess Saturday. Well, I don't know if I'll practice Saturday because, like, I don't know if I've seen anything about, like, him practicing Friday because we're technically on IR still. They don't, like, have to give him a practice designation. Mm-hmm. So makes it a little ambiguous, but he's very questionable according to Bruce Harians. Right. And they um, play at 1 p.m., so this might be an 1130 check. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But what do you what do you feel on the Philly side? Uh, Philly side, I want the run game. And that, to me, means I want Hurts <laughs> yes, first and foremost. <laughs> that's where I'm at with it, yeah. <laughs> I I think the chances that Hurts takes it off, like, takes off and runs the ball himself is really high this game. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to have to put the team on his back at times um, because most likely they'll be playing from behind. And that's why it's been super good for fantasy. <laughs> Exactly. So I actually really like Hertz as a fantasy option. I don't think he's going to throw too many touchdowns, but he does have Goddard. He does have receiving backs. They can all catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Jordan Howard doesn't, but Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell can all catch the ball, um, and he can run it himself. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. Miles Sanders is apparently back. Yeah, his hand is healed. He fully practiced uh, today, Friday, and is not on the injury report, apparently. Yeah, there we go. So. <laughs> I've been hurt by this before. <laughs> it's like, I can never play Miles Sanders, man. Uh, it's so Ever. tough. Because, like, Jordan Howard's healthy, too, and he's going to vulture touchdowns, and Scott will get a couple catches, and it'll just make it so <laughs> gross. Miles Sanders did not score a touchdown all year. Yep. And I don't know. I, I got to see how many total yards he has. I think he got to, like, 900 total yards. Like between really? rushing and uh, receiving. I have to check. It might be more, actually. I don't know. So he got... Yeah, 900. Uh, 754 and 158. Yeah. yeah, so he got 900 total yards without a touchdown. How does that happen? I mean, vultured, real shit luck. Like, Sanders <laughs> gets vultured by Hertz and Joho and Boston Scott and just, like, Goddard. And, like, literally everybody. Like, he, everything's going against him to get a touchdown, so... Poor guy. Yeah, I, I'm not banking on that this game, obviously. I put Philly RB in the stream just because, like like you said, the pass catching we've seen, running backs get pass catching production against Tampa. And although we haven't been able to see much of it because teams are always having to pass against Tampa, their run D has not been the same super stout unit. Like as of late, I like second half of the year, they've not really been nearly as, you know, scary in the run game. It's just that teams are never in a position to run against them and the eagles did get jason kelsey back their o-line is fairly healthy yeah i think, I think they're, they're I think missing they're ready to rumble they let's see they're missing uh sumalo but or sorry brandon brandon brooks but he's been all year yeah yeah he, he and sumalo have been out like all year pretty much just they, they've been on the backups for a while so they're pretty healthy on the o-line i do think their o-line is good enough to keep Tampa Bay's, you know, aggressive pass rush at bay, at least for a good amount. Yeah, I, but my worry is that, like, at a certain point, if Tampa gets ahead, like, I don't know how much Phil would be able to keep up. Right. But, again, like, this. so this game, looking at the total, it's Tampa Bay's 8.5-point favorite, uh, 46 over under. But I I, I I, think that's probably about right, but I, I think that's give, that's making it seem like Philly doesn't have a chance, but they do They do definitely have a chance, for sure. They do. I mean, I'm taking Tampa right now, but this is 
This is a 52-48 for me. Yeah. Because the other thing is, I think Darius Slay matches up well against Evans, too. Yeah, like, I would not be shocked if they decided to say, like, hey... Because last time out, like, they had everybody. This time, it's just, it's just Evans, so... Yep. If they say, hey, the guys who aren't Evans go beat us, like, I, I, that makes a ton of sense, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do also want to toss out Devonta Smith, like, if if they are... And honestly, Goddard, I guess, too, like, both of them. I should probably put Devonta and Goddard in here. But uh, if they are having to catch up, like, it's those two. Like, those are the, by far right. their best two pass catchers, so... At least their offense is fairly concentrated when, yeah. you know, it's not the running back. Yeah, that's outside of the running backs. You play, like, Hurts, any of their Goddard or Devonta, and it hopes, hope it goes right. So, yeah. I it should be, be a good game. I think it'll be a lower-scoring game. Um, I don't think it'll be – I don't – what – do you know what the over-under is? I think 46 and a half, I just said, right? Yeah, 46, 46, yeah. That's probably about right. Maybe I might even take the under on it. I really don't think it'll get that high scoring. I think Philly keeps it close. I think this game will come down to a field goal or two. Um, and it's going to be really windy, so anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for the Eagles. Oh, yeah, 100%. Fuck so the, fucking fuck hard. Fuck a buck. Uh, <laughs> but next up, we go to the um, second nfc east team in the playoffs which is a hilarious statement <laughs> you know like remember a couple like however many weeks ago it was it was like six weeks ago like philly like got to five and six so i guess more than six weeks ago they got to five and six and got, got that win i'm like man philly's gonna fuck around and get to the fucking playoffs aren't they're they? gonna do this aren't they <laughs> i was like gosh dang because i thought they were gonna suck they, they like crushed the saints i think it was yep. and that was like a big like tiebreaker for them but like, they're gonna fucking make the playoffs, aren't they? And then they lost to the fucking uh, Giants, but then they lost five wins in a row, sorry, four wins in a row before last week. So they made it because the NFC is a shit show. But yeah. alas, yes. So Dallas <clears throat> is hosting the Niners, and we're actually both on the upset here. Um, yeah, which is uh, I, this might be the one we agree on. I, I'm fairly confident in this. Yeah, I don't know so, how you feel on it. Yeah, this one, it's the Dallas has home like home field advantage. That's it. They're they're three point favorites. 51 over under and money line Niners is a not is not a plus bet meaning it's minus 108 so there uh, are a lot of people money line betting San Fran outright yeah so I know you had a lot of thoughts coming into this game especially from stuff you've heard like throughout right. the week so what's what's kind of your take on this game coming in so I was watching uh what was it Pat McAfee shows Jeff Saturday was on who you know legendary Colt Center super super good he basically said the Cowboys are neither uh, physical or explosive, which I thought was interesting. I actually do agree with the first part. I don't think they're nearly as physical of a team as the Niners are, and I think that's important. The explosiveness, though, I unless he was referencing their O line and like literal explosiveness off the snap as opposed to, you know, like their ability to generate a lot of yardage in a short amount of time. And I think he might have meant it in that way since he is a lineman and he is a center. I wouldn't agree with their inability to be explosive on offense. I mean, they Lamb is one of the most explosive players in the (laughs) NFL. And then Pollard is explosive. We've talked about him. Cooper, like, and then you've got Cedric Wilson, Dalton Shaw. They've got a lot of explosive players on offense. If he is talking about the O-line, though, I do have to agree with that. It's not as good of an O-line as it has been in the past years, which it was a dominant O-line for years. So 
to be that good every year is tough. Uh-huh, that's uh, a lot um, to ask, yeah. Exactly. I My prediction right now is that the Niners are going to run all over them. I think the Niners' run blocking is the name of the game. I think they're going to dominate in the trenches. I think they're going to beat Dallas up physically. And by the fourth quarter, they're just going to be commanding the lead there. Um, not to say I don't think Dak doesn't have a good game. I think they will. But I just think San Fran beats them up. Yeah, I, I think we're kind of on the same page. Like at least San Fran run game wise, their their run game is awesome, and Trent Williams looks like he's going to play. That was honestly the deciding factor for me. Like I was ready to pick Dallas if uh, Trent Williams wasn't going to go. Yeah, because Trent he's, Williams has been a absolute monstrosity. Yeah, he's one of the best that. players in the league. Like forget like linemen, just overall players. Yeah, man, I, I can't believe Washington. Fuck that, that up. up, yeah. Well, so I mean, I, I, I guess I can believe it is Washington, but <laughs> alas. So the like one of my big things with this that we mentioned briefly before we came on was the way that they'll be able to nullify Micah Parsons' uh, impact this game. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember which game it was specifically, but if you when you watch him defend the run, he he plays it the same way he plays the pass, which is very aggressively. Like that's why he's get, he gets so much pressure. They design up a lot of ways for him to get pressure quickly with different schemes. Like that's that's obviously Dan Quinn's thing. Um, he can sure. drop back. He can drop back and like cover guys. Like super good player. But his weakness, like by far, is defending the run because he like he over pursues a lot. Like basically, he'll like end up going for something and like he'll miss the tackle barely and like be like behind the guy because he over pursued pretty much and like right. and like missed the cutback or didn't see where the block was going. And especially on any sort of like misdirection motion which is pretty much the name of the Niners run game is misdirection in motion so <laughs> I think that's really gonna give him fits and he's one of the like I mean already amazing one of the best linebackers in the league already and right. so if you can nullify his impact a lot by you know just, just by running your normal game plan that's pretty huge for me so I obviously so with that I obviously love Mitchell here Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do, I mean, and Debo too, I guess, because he, yeah, I he mean, also Debo, is a running back. <laughs> yeah, he also is a, one of the running backs too. Um, and it's hard to not like Kittle, of course, because I do think Dallas is going to put up points of their own. Uh, oh yeah, even if the Niners control time of possession a lot, we we saw a, against Washington that, uh, and I know Washington's Washington's D, it's you know pretty rough this year, but they show they can go 75, 80 yards in three or four minutes without much issue, <laughs> and so right. I, I like against you know the Niners secondary. I I don't expect a whole lot of resistance either. Yeah, so like the exactly. Dallas passing game seems lovely, and then it's not going to just be Mitchell. So yeah. no, I do think Mitchell is a banger of all bangers. Yeah, I think uh, Kittle. I like that. I like doing the running back tight end thing. It makes sense to me a lot. Um, yeah, if you think the team's gonna win, yeah, right schematically like it plays in really well they're blocking and then all of a sudden they're open they let someone buy them uh kittle gashes people with the yak mm-hmm. um i think dallas's secondary is also ready to be exploited uh they i'm not saying they're overrated but trayvon tiggs if he doesn't get a pick he's getting torched uh. <laughs> I do want to say I feel like there's a pretty good chance he picks off Jimmy G this game, and then also I get. Too. I think he'll also get torched by Debo at some point. Ex- exactly. <laughs> it's 
it's really fun. Like, he got voted to a Pro Bowl. I'm like, he's actually technically one of the worst corners, but he's also one of the best corners. Yeah, it, he's so, <laughs> ag- again, so aggressive that so like, aggressive. he can make enough things work. But, like, if he didn't have the interceptions, he'd be like, well, like, if he only had, you know, six interceptions instead of 11 or 12 or however it is, like, he would be so bad if he had half the interceptions. Oh, exactly. So, yeah, I, d- I think that is likely that he does get a pick. I also think, yeah, it's likely he lets someone buy him. To- and... The Cowboys' safety game has been bad for quite a while. Um, so I think that if, you know, Kittle is getting fed and the run game is working, like, I think San Fran's offense is going to click. Yeah, and then Dallas is also missing Keanu Neal. So another mm-hmm. another blow to them at linebacker, which is not what you want against the Niners. So Right. So they're, this is setting up really, really, really strongly for a run all over Dallas game. Yeah, I I think that I don't know if this is like a popular upset to pick. Like it is the smallest spread, but it makes sense. So right. And then uh, Zeke and Pollard, any interest in them? Do you think one makes more sense here? I mean, it's like Zeke and Pollard to the end zone, but but yeah, they might need Pollard's explosive explosiveness more. Agreed. I think I like Pollard better for this one. Zeke's been really unspectacular this year. Yeah, uh, as far as we've seen from Zeke in the past, he um, at, he at some point in the middle of the year he got banged up and like he got a little healthier a bit. You could tell like he like I think they let him get some rest or like after Thanksgiving game he got a lot of time to rest and it helped. But he like he desperately needs this off season to, to come. Yeah. Like yeah, he got a thousand yards this year. He somehow only got, uh, I mean, oh yeah, they got they got him to it last game. That's right. Right, exactly. But you know Pollard. He's averaging five and a half yards per carry. He's, I mean, Zeke's doing Very 4.2. Good That's not bad by any stretch, but five and a half is a big, significant, you know, standard deviation better. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the big thing with Zeke is that he's he's still a very good running back. Like, he's not, even if he's not great anymore, mm-hmm. he's still really good, and he's still got amazing vision. He learns how to run inside, like, and that's still right. valuable. And Absolutely. As much as we love Pollard's explosiveness, like, he can still he he can run inside, but he's not as like he's not at the level of Zeke with the vision and decision making yet. Like I mean, Ze- Zeke's elite at that, and so like it's not it's not a knock on Paul to say he's not at that level in those categories. But I'm mean, good. But if if he gets there though, like if he gets to that elite vision decision making, then he will be awesome and great. <laughs> so oh yeah, <laughs> like they're I like I like the both. Like it's not I'm not trying to knock either. They're just you know different enough guys different. still. Yeah. yeah. Zeke's one of those guys who, even when he like kind of falls off from like whatever peak he's at, which I mean, whether he is or isn't already, like he he will be around the league for like you know several more years, just be like like a freight gore type of thing, just because he's so reliable right. at a certain thing. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. Yeah, act. yeah like his uh, like Frank Gore is unfortunate because he got like hurt so badly in college that it kind of robbed us of his like peak, probably. Yeah. But, Zeke's also super good in pass pro too. Like that's a part of it that I think gets overlooked with Zeke and Pollard. Is Zeke's pass pro is so good. Mm-hmm. So but, that blocking man. Yeah, but alas. Anyway, uh, on to Pittsburgh at KC. Uh, no surprise here. We both have Kansas City. Yeah, they are favored by twelve and a half. Over under is forty six and a half. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So we both have KC. I think that's you know a given, but. If Pittsburgh were to win, what do they need to do? Who does well? What what do they need to go right type of thing? Well, you know, it's it's any given Sunday, right? So there are no sure things. And I hate I, every 
fucking day this week I've heard a, a sure thing kind of comment and it's driving me insane because the most dangerous team in football is the one that has nothing to lose and doesn't care what happens because they, they're not playing for anything. They're not playing for their pride. They're just playing to have fun. That's really dangerous. Uh, Pittsburgh can win doing the following things. A, their defense is smothering. TJ Watt is getting sacks. Uh, Kansas City can't get the ball out. And Ben doesn't have to go crazy. He, they just use Najee Harris and run blocking with their wide receivers to get them into the end zone. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how they win this. Uh, but I really, really struggle to see that happening. I Even with all the sure thing comments this week, I think people are starting to jump on that and... That's making me more confident <laughs> now that the Chiefs actually will win. Because if it, too many people start saying Steelers are going to upset, then I know that Kansas City actually will still hang on. It's when every team doesn't even think about it. Everyone picking just picks one team. That's when you get surprised with the upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the reality is that the Steelers crawled into the fucking playoffs on the backs of the goddamn Colts losing to the Jags. So... Yeah, I'm never going to forgive Indy for that one or Wentz. Wait, didn't, uh, um, oh, fuck, what was it? Wasn't that the, the Jack, didn't they lose to the Steelers in like that, like in the playoffs that year with Bortles? They lost to the Patriots. Patriots, that's right. They beat the Steelers, right? They, that was a fucking good game. That was like fourth down. Oh, that was like a 45 something point game for each team, yeah, right? Yeah. That was basically the Raiders uh chargers game with the amount of <laughs> downs converted and points scored yeah. off of it yeah so the a long delayed jag kind of repaying them for that that uh that loss they dealt them <laughs> <laughs> there we go i do think it was a nice story for ben to be able to go to the playoffs i think they're gonna have fun i think they'll they'll oh, do some you, things right <laughs> did but, you see his comment i oh, I, I assume there was a, sar- a sarcasm in it of course but no <laughs> ben pop- do I? Oh, I, I watched it. Yeah, there was not sarcasm. <laughs> he was being very straightforward. Unless he was trying to be, like, super dry, but... Yeah, no, he was just like, I mean, they're, like, one of the best teams in the AFC. They're, <laughs> like, 20-point underdogs on the road. He's like, we're going to just go out there to have fun. <laughs> Which, speaking of fun, they might have Juju back for this game. Hey, yeah, so... speaking of that important blocking earlier, that's elite run blocker Juju. Yeah, uh, this morning it came out that he had no issues after practice uh, yesterday on Thursday, and he's training towards playing. Uh, I presume that if he goes, he will not be like, you know, play every single snap, but even having him for like half the game is a big improvement over Ray Ray McLeod, I'll say. Um, yeah. And like the the blocking upgrade, like you said, is huge. Ben knows Juju. It's, you know, he's a reliable target. And I, I they're not going to play him if he's not ready to go, like they'll keep him on a snap count probably. And, you know, maybe he'll, they'll take him a little bit to get, you know, fully good to go. But I mean, it's playoff game against Kansas city. Like you, you need all your guys. So, right. In a weird way, I was, I, I really think that Juju playing makes me like Najee better for daily lineups. Mm-hmm. I just think that, so I, people will always say that Juju's overrated, and I think it's actually the opposite. I don't think Juju is like the, a world beater at wide out, but he is a dominant blocker and that's really important in today's nfl especially if you're trying to do these creative things with a bad o-line and a run a run scheme (laughs) like i like Najee a lot better assuming he plays if juju is in um it's weird but that's kind of where i'm at with that 
Yeah, like, again, I don't expect Pittsburgh to pull this off, but... No. Yeah, like, Juju being back helps a lot, and, yeah, receiver, like, blo- like receivers being able to block is huge, and, like, teams like the Ravens and the Niners and, of course, the Steelers, like, are teams that really emphasize that. And, honestly, like, the Rams, too, like... Odell, like Odell, will block, can block if he feels like it. Apparently, and like Van, <laughs> like Van Jefferson's a really good blocker. Cup's a really good blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, some of these teams he really emphasizes. Like, you can tell, like, most of the guys are able to. But yeah, we got uphill battle for Pittsburgh. Um, Najee looks like he's gonna go. He got in a full practice, so I like him. Just you know, off of pure touch volume. Deontay, assuming they're playing catch up, he makes a lot of sense. But uh, oh yeah. I know Ty- Tyreek was kind of the big storyline last week uh, with his, his very limited gameplay and his heel that he hurt yeah. pregame. It sounds like it's not an issue. He got in like full practices most of the week. I think he got like full Wednesday, limited Thursday, full Friday. Like, you know, give like, you know, practice, rest a little bit. Okay, practice. All right, you're good. Because they had him on the field still, like still in, in the red zone. So I think it was one of those things where they probably would have had him out more if it was like a must win. But. Yeah, so I, I I don't think it's a huge issue. My bigger concern is with Daryl. So we've already gotten Seagate rolled out. Um, Daryl is uh, technically, I think he's questionable, but he's like expected to go. But he's not a hundo percent, you know. He's not like fully Gucci. So Yeah, which uh, with uh, CEH already out, that'll leave the running back duties to Derek Gore and Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, like, so I do expect Williams to play. I just don't know how effective and how much he will play exactly mm-hmm. and so like because it's one of those things where there's the risk of again i guess we're mostly talking for dfs here like if you play him it's for the matchup like it's a amazing running matchup of course yeah so like that's the point of like you know you play daryl against the steelers run d rack up those yards of tutties like you hope for you know 100 yards of touchdown from him mm-hmm. but you know you could run into some rough luck where they don't give him full run mckinnon's back they'll <laughs> they'll they'll play gore some like it's yeah you know i got a running back named gore ruining your your running back's fantasy day would be is, is fitting it's fitting so, yeah. remember the first time they played gore i'm like what the fuck is, like what's going on and so <laughs> like, like what well, is supposed to be daryl gore <laughs> yeah but like they'll they'll give it to gore like they'll use mckinnon and so like part of me is worried that like despite this amazing matchup we might not get enough touches for just because like they have enough guys that they somewhat trust now to spell him more and if it is a thing where they are huge favorites and if they do get a big lead i, I feel like they won't push daryl super hard yeah agreed so i have to look and see how popular he is but um i'll, I'll look through yeah uh with uh so with kansas city like the last time they played pittsburgh kelsey wasn't it so what I guess? What are your thoughts? I mean, okay, Kelsey's Kelsey. Do you have any like specific thoughts on him, or I guess the other guys as well who are uh, the other receivers on the depth chart? Um, man, it's so tough when it comes to the Kansas City wide receivers because you're you're picking between Byron Pringle, Miko Hardman, Josh Gordon, and Demarcus Robinson essentially, and. <laughs> I'd rather I mean, not. <laughs> I, I just would rather not. Uh-huh. There is a good chance that one of them is great for DFS, but I mean, good luck picking the right one. Byron Pringle at least returns kicks, mm-hmm. and we like Pringle. Yeah, Pr- Pringle's like is definitely their second best receiver for sure. Yeah, <laughs> which is 
I mean, we like him, but if he's your second best receiver, you probably need to upgrade a bit at receiver, make him like your third guy. Right, which I guess leads me into just sort of the non-fantasy thing, which is I have to say that I don't believe in the Chiefs as a Super Bowl contender this year nearly to the same amount I have in the past. And I think that that's fair, but they're do- they have the same sort of thing going right now as we've seen with previous Saints teams that made the playoffs and were one and done because they had Michael Thomas and Kamara and a good O-line. But when you took that, if like you take one of them away, they their offense became really one dimensional. And the problem with the Chiefs is that, yeah, Pat Mahomes is crazy and crazy good, and they can make their wide receivers look good, but they really don't have that one more option mm-hmm. that is consistent that I would like for them to have. Like you look at Dallas, like they lose Amari Cooper. They still have Lamb, they still have Gallup, they still have Wilson. You know, Gallup's hurt right now, but in general. Mm-hmm. They, they still have and, Wilson and exactly. like Pollard and Zeke. Like, they still have enough. Like, Gallup is out right now. They still have Cooper, Lamb, and, and Wilson. So it's, you know, if they had a Will, even a Cedric Wilson, yeah. I'd feel well, a lot well, more Wilson, confident. like, this was something we talked about, like, before the year started, was right. Wilson as someone to, like, keep on a dynasty roster, have around on a way you realize now, because, like, when a guy goes down, like for the Cowboys, like Wilson slides in and he's actually good. <laughs> I like think immediately. Our, yeah, yeah, I know. I know he tried to pinpoint it with the Bucks, but guys just kept getting hurt. Like I thought it'd be Scotty Miller, but he got hurt, and you know it's been a yeah. really hodgepodge there. But the Cedric Wilson one was right at least. <laughs> right, we got that one right. Yeah, and I just wish Kansas City had that. Mm-hmm. I still, I, I mean, I still think they survived this round, but I'm not like super on board with them yeah. but we'll have to see why do i have this weird feeling mckinnon's gonna like have a good game at some point in the playoffs didn't he look really good uh last yeah he, lo- he looked solid and like that's the thing like i don't know what ch is coming back but like even this week like part of part of my daryl worry is like your daryl's fine but like they might need mckinnon's playmaking yeah even like if if ceh is out next week like like if if Casey gets past Pittsburgh and they play, you know, a better team next week. Not to like shit on Pittsburgh and dismiss them, but like if CEH is still out and like they play an offense that is more high powered, they might actually need McKinnon a lot more. I could see. I mean, he looks healthy. That yeah. was always his problem. Healthy, Mc- healthy McKinnon's healthy. good. It's just the healthy part. Yeah, his nickname was Jet for a reason. Like he's <laughs> yeah. fast. He did have a touchdown last week against the Broncos. It was receiving, um, but he was getting almost five yards of carry. He didn't get. A ton of carries, but <laughs> if Daryl isn't really good to go, I kind of think he might be a really sneaky good play. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he could definitely benefit from some PPR action on on DraftKings. But yeah, I don't know if I don't I don't feel comfortable rolling Daryl despite the matchup just because. Right. The the injury situation. Now, if we get some news update, obviously that changes it. But right now, nothing has inspired confidence. Yeah. Now there will be one victory for the Steelers. <laughs> before we go on to the last game and that victory will be Jackson Mahomes is just sitting there on the sideline doing his TikToks and all the fans are like put your fucking phone away your brother is playing in the fucking game right now out of the tunnel is going to come Juju Smith-Schuster in his fucking Corvette he's going to walk he's going to walk right up to Jackson Mahomes he's going to hand him an L and say get the <laughs> you and your amateur TikTok bullshit. You have no idea. <laughs> Juju, the TikTok king. 
right? Oh <laughs> That's that is the matchup to watch. Jackson Ju- Mahomes versus Juju, Juju and Mahomes, Juju. but not the Mahomes you think. Dun, dun, dun. The pre-hape show. <laughs> Alas. Uh, so anyway, on to on to Monday night. <laughs> Man, I miss <laughs> Juju so much playing. Uh, we've got Arizona at the Rams, and we flip flopped on this one a lot. This is the toughest one to call. I, th- yeah. I think we could definitely agree on that. Yeah. Um, I I end up, I started with Arizona, but I've migrated to Rams. I think you were Rams, Arizona, now Rams again. Yep. Who are <laughs> they're four point favorites, four nine and a half over under. If we're looking through all the games of the weekend, like this one and the Dallas San Fran game, are the two like you know yummy fantasy games. Honestly, like Vegas City's not too bad, but. San Fran, Dallas, and Arizona, and the Rams are, are wonderful game stack options. But oh yeah, obviously Cup is amazing. Yeah, that's that. Now what else? What else in this game should we be looking at? <laughs> yeah, that I mean, he's definitely the matchup to be looking for the most. Um, I think of all the quarterbacks playing this weekend, I think Kyler is going to put on a fucking show. And it's why I flip-flopped to the Cardinals at one point, and eventually I did go back here on the Rams, but I really think that Kyler is going to play lights out. This is Kyler's first playoff game. Yeah, It feels like for years he's been doing this crazy, amazing shit on the field, just you know trying to get to the playoffs, and the rest of the team wasn't there to really get him where, you know, it's a team sport. The rest of the team wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But now they're actually here, and I... Man, I think that Kyler is going to play like a man possessed. And it was enough for me to switch the pick at one point, but I do think the Rams will ultimately win. I I mean, I really am high on Kyler for this game. And I know that he, Kyler. he's Kyler, so yeah. you're probably expecting him to do well already, but I think he might be the best quarterback. Yeah, so I was looking through our preseason stuff, and I... I, I Got down a bit on my first, on my second take, but my first schedule pass, I, I predicted Arizona eleven and six. There we go. Because I remember you were like, "Why are you so high on Arizona?" I'm like, "I think, I think they're are they good?" <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I had them at nine or ten wins. I wasn't too far behind, but I was like eleven. That's hey, that's pretty good, man. But um, I think they, I think they would have finished higher if Hopkins yeah. had not gotten hurt. Yes. And that that's so that's why I'm on the Rams is. They've been a they've been a consistent. Hey, wow, words are hard. They've been a significantly worse offense uh, without him. Like they lost at the fucking Lions. Like, I mean, so and and the Rundy's pretty rough too. That's part of my concern. Is like the Rams lit them up in the air last time. It could do so again. But like if they need to do it on the ground, they also probably could. And so like the, the the Cardinals defense has really deteriorated uh like since the start of the year. They will have JJ Watt probably back in some capacity, but oh, that's not really enough for me to, you know, get going ho on it. Um the other thing like Cup's really good, obviously. Stafford's good. Like all like I think all the receivers could, you know, do stuff today. Or not do today, on Monday I should say. But Kyler like I, I agree that him being so good it could be enough to push this like if he is just definitively the best player on the field which he is and should be uh Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like will that be the case like will the team support it because the first half of the year the team did but lately they haven't and so that's been a tough part of it is we've seen you know some up and down line play uh, a lot of issues you know with the weapons like you know the running backs have been missing games here and there Without Hopkins, it's a lot easier to just lock in on Christian Kirk going deep and then, you know, st- stick a guy on green, 
keep Krishnakar from going deep and, you know, just make them play short and avoid the big plays. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the way that the Arizona wins is probably Murray Scurries. Yep. And he's going to have Scurries. Yeah. But how many Scurries? <laughs> uh-huh. Because, like, I won't be shocked if uh, they stick Ramsey on Kirk for, like, the whole game. And, like, Ramsey will go into the slot. And so I won't. I wouldn't be shocked if you know we we just saw Ramsey follow Kirk the whole game because he's you know definitely their most explosive receiver at this point. Like, I, I I don't think they'll put Ramsey on AJ Green. They could, but I don't expect it. Uh, yeah, I don't really either. And uh, you you basically said what I was going to allude to, which is when Hopkins is in, Hopkins doesn't get a hundred yards and a touchdown against the Rams. Hopkins gets 20 fucking penalties because Jalen Ramsey (laughs) literally just hangs on to him and prevents him from catching it, and it's Flag City, and it moves it down the field. And that entire aspect is now gone. That's the really big issue here because now Ramsey doesn't have to cover D-Hop. He can go on Kirk, and that's just another good wide receiver taken out of the equation. Yeah, I would be surprised if he's not shadowing him, to be honest. The the issue with that, though, is... So, obviously, Anton Leslie is a huge downgrade from DeAndre Hopkins, but he and A.J. Green are both very large people, and yeah. the other Rams corners are not that large. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we get into a situation where, you know, we've got guys who are, you know, 5'11", guarding guys who are, you know, 6'5", and shit like that, like... <laughs> so get tough. Yeah, or wait, no. They're at... They're, so, Dante... Dion, 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 and uh, and Williams, their other guy. They uh, they're both sixty nine inches, so that's actually five nine, right? Yeah, you think so? Yeah. So when you've got guys five nine guarding guys who are six four and six five, like even if they stick on them, I mean, it, it could be a loss. So yep, I think I lean actually more tur- towards more turds. Freudian <laughs> slip there. Uh, I think AJ Green actually could be a factor in this game, so I have him as a stream. Mm-hmm. Um, if Kirk is guarded by Ramsey all game, we'll see. And, and maybe maybe Wesley's in play too. But um, I think I think Green should have a role this game, and I, I won't be surprised if we see like an actually solid AJ Green game. Um, Ertz is where I'm a little unsure, just because like I feel like he'll need Ertz enough that Ertz will be fine. But for me, the big thing is the running back situation. I gotta save that for last. But Connor hasn't been practicing all week. I'm get, it's kind of giving off the same vibes as one he missed previously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's not practiced the whole week, and so Edmonds is practicing, and he is expected to go. So we might have a situation where Edmonds gets the whole workload again, and we saw against the Colts, he got a ton of catches. Oh, and yeah. it's a similar situation again where I think he'll get a ton of catches with Christian Kirk probably shadowed by Ramsey and Noah Hopkins. So if you're playing the weekend slate, I... My favorite thing and probably the biggest edge is hoping that this news doesn't come Saturday, which I guess, you know, it'll be Saturday. Like, you'll, you'll be listening to this on Saturday, so I'll just say today, tomorrow, either way. Um, <laughs> if this doesn't come by lock, then that's a huge edge. And I'll probably put out some tweets about this so it can get put out, you know, before this gets listened to. But the, so before Najee practiced, I, I was like, that's an option. Like, you know, Juju Min Price is something to look at, you know, injury wise. Um, keeping up with like Daryl News, like Leonard Fournette, and then obviously this so this running back. There's a lot of running back spots where shit's up in the air. So 
putting Edmonds, you know, if, if you've got two other guys that Edmonds is your flex, you can, you know, drop down 100 to AJ Green or something if Connor does go. But right. and then also, you know, like if neither plays for some fucked up reason, you, know, you, can, you can play Eno Benjamin. But there you go. Yeah, the, Edmonds, in my opinion, is like a slam dunk fantasy option in this all weekend thing because you're going to get that roster percentage edge of people just being like, ah, fuck that. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> so, yeah. If, if you like the. Okay, after so there there are two edges that are like undefeated pretty much. There's the better contest edge, which Yahoo had this year. And they have they still have in the playoffs, they've got like a a rake free, which means that there's they just don't take money from it. Like most of the okay. times it's like a twelve percent, fifteen percent or something like that. Right. Um, the overlay was they put money into it, so you know, there was more paying out than that was entered. Now it's just everything entered pays out, so they're not like taking rake from it. So again, that's still way better than the contest on the other sites so still a good I'll way to go it. but uh the like i said the other edge though is the news if you ever have a situation where you're gonna get late news after positions have locked that is also super awesome that's something i like really learned from nba dfs was like late news is super big edge because not enough people are gonna be ready for it or keep track of it that you know you're gonna get a guy with a good ceiling that people hadn't realized at like way less roster <laughs> percentage. So oh, definitely. So I'm very gung ho on having Edmonds ready to rumble in in your lineup this weekend. Absolutely, and you know if you are assuming that the Rams are maybe having a lead, hey, that's the thing. Yeah, he's like Chase game Edmonds. Proof. He's is, game script proof if he's the only guy. Yep. So. Yep. Love Edmonds. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, as much as we talked about the Cardinals there, it, I think it was more so to parse through the meme that we have the Rams. So, mm-hmm. obviously, aside from Cup, do you have any lean on Van or Odell or Higby or Sony or what? Um, I do like Odell. Uh, I don't love him, but I think he'll do fine. Uh, yeah. I think Stafford probably has a very safe game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I think that they're taking a look at his picks and being like. All right, let's let's take it easy here. <laughs> so I think he's going to make a lot safer throws. I think they're going to do a lot more of that, uh, uh, that more run style McVay, which leads me to an interesting take. So Michelle, I think, is going to get the start, and he's going to play and probably do all right. But I think Cam Akers might actually have an impact this game, and that's wild to me. Off the Achilles injury. He did get some snaps last week. I think this offense was going to be based around Stafford, Akers, and Cup. So if he's healthy, uh, Cam Akers is probably getting slept on in a lot of places. Yeah, he got 20% of the snaps last week. And he got, uh, see, did he get any runs? He got five rushes, but only went for three yards. And he got three targets. You know, three catches for 10 yards. So not much production, but they did get him in a very important game a little bit. So yep. I, it's, it's one of the things where I'm not, I'm not ready to jump in there fantasy wise yet on acres. I think he should wait one week, like yeah. literally one week for acres, but he is definitely someone to keep an eye on, but he's also going to do enough. I think that like, you know, even if we think the Rams score a lot and the matchups solid run wise, like it's going to do just enough to make Sony not as enticing. Yeah. Because I do agree. I do think he gets up from his 20% snap share. Like, it's probably like, you know, 30, 35. And then, you know, Sony goes from a guy who, you know, 80% still awesome, but he was at like all the snaps basically 
So he goes through a guy getting all the snaps, then you know, 8% of snaps, so if he's down at like 65, that's a lot different. So I, I, I agree that even even if Sony can, you know, does get there, I don't know if it'll be, it's not as reliable as it has been. Right. Now, I think the guy that's interesting to talk about is Van, Jeff- ah, Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, he does do a lot of slot work, right? Yeah, let me let me pull it up because I they, they they're kind of weird in how they like move their guys around. Obviously, yeah, Cup the, play in the slot a lot, but once right. once uh, Woods went down, they brought in Odell. They changed stuff up a lot. Um, so yeah, Van like pretty much has like equal time in all the spots <laughs> throughout the oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's thirty eight percent left, thirty four percent slot, twenty eight percent right. So okay, the Cardinals defense is a little hard to parse. Yeah, the, Byron the, Murphy's really good. Buda Baker free safety's really good, and he hangs around in the slot a lot. So that's not necessarily bad that they move around. Yeah, M- Mur- Murphy. So this is one of the things with him that, like, before the year we were like, "Who the fuck do the Cardinals have a corner?" And they're like, "Wait, like, like you know, Alf- Robert Alford and Murphy have like played well." And then we've seen, you know, did uh did Robert Alford get? Yeah, Alford got hurt at some point. Yep, and then Murphy's kind of fallen off a tad play-wise. But, I mean, obviously, like, you know, losing your guy on the other side hurts you, too. So yeah. we've seen their defense kind of fall back to, you know, earth some <laughs> <laughs> after an awesome start, of course. But, yeah, like, all, all of these all of these receivers for the Rams scored last time these teams played. <laughs> so <laughs> they could all be in play. Yeah, I don't have an issue with any of them. So. Yeah, and, and that's uh, I think that's ultimately one reason I am taking is they're just – I think altogether from special teams, like top down, they are a more uh, complete yeah. and structured team. I think the Cardinals are a little bit more of a wild card in the true sense that they can <laughs> probably beat any team, but they also are wildly inconsistent. Yeah, uh, the Rams have a better defense, and at the moment they have a better offense. So right, hard, hard to not pick them once it's kind of parched to that. And their special teams is also significant. Mm. Like they do still have one of the best, you know, goat punters, right? Oh yeah, with a uh, hacker, right? Yep. Yeah. Although, hey, on the other side, Prater, man. I know, and that's why I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah, Tyler, if fucking Prater kicks a game winner. Prater win this game. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But <laughs> alas, I, I do think uh, I do think Rams pull this one out. But very good Monday night game. I. I do think they probably should have put San Fran Dallas in the night slot instead of Pittsburgh KC, but I'm honestly glad that that one's, you know, in the afternoon. So that if, I, if it gets late and I'm like, ah, this game sucks, I can just go to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, ah, this is a blowout, this thing. But uh, alas, that wraps up our wild card weekend preview. Again, if you uh, missed it, we put up the Saturday uh, games in a separate episode. Hopefully you've already caught up on that. And uh, I put out an article about my DFS approach for that two-gamer Uh up on our website on mahaziandthemuscle.com. The gist of it was kind of what I went through. It's heavily revolving around uh, the Pats running backs that are going overlooked. So, fun stuff there. Oh, yeah. And, uh... I was gonna gonna ask, is there any team, like, before the playoffs officially start on sort of a non-fantasy based here, is there any team that you think might go on a run? Oh, yeah, I guess we gotta pick, like, I guess it, now would be the time to pick our Super Bowl winners, maybe. Before Just as sort of, I I mean, this is the COVID year. Anything can happen. And I think that making picks early this year is really difficult. But yeah, with all that said, like, are there any teams you're like, I think this team is poised to go on a run. Um, that maybe people are sleeping on. 
Yeah, I think the, in, so. In each division, I'll say, I think I think there's one. I guess it depends on Hopkins comes back too with the wreck that the Cardinals like. I don't know about that, but I think San Fran, if they if they pull off a win against Dallas, like mm-hmm. I'll feel really good about their chances, um, even if there's no Lances, um, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they can they can beat the Packers too, though. Yes, the they can. Um, and in the AFC, I mean, I I don't know if I don't know if I'm allowed to say the Titans. But I think you are. They're one they're, I was going to bring up. They, they're yeah. healthy now, and so like, are they'll be healthy when they come off the bye here? And so like, That's they've terrible. been people have been down on them, but like, they are the one seeds fucking somehow still. And yeah. so like, with with a healthy team, I could see them making a run through a you know relatively shaky AFC. I also, if the like if the Bengals win this weekend, like they, all, I, I could see them making a run too, just because of how potent their offense is yeah i like that mm-hmm. yeah i wanted to say the titans for sure um yeah i, I do think the titans are they're, they're obviously not on a buy this weekend the one seed they got the it, one seed with a with no team and now they're yeah. getting their whole team back like that's that is horrifying yeah it's all things that are like i think you have to remember the titans um hey hey <laughs> that's the show everybody <laughs> oh man yeah, everyone fucking forgot about them because they've just been hurt and bad the titans but yeah do not sleep on them and i i will mention one more um i think everyone is sleeping on the bills too they are very quietly an 11 win team they are no one is really talking about them a lot of people are picking them to win but they just aren't you know picking them at all to be a favorite for anything and i i think that team if they get hot right now will be very very dangerous yeah and they got, they got sanders back now too so i'm yeah. really excited for these playoffs just because of how fucky and how, how much parody there's been this year it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun playoffs so i'm excited yeah. hell yeah but uh with that that wraps up our uh, wild card preview you can find us like i said online at mozzyandthemuscle.com and on tiktok and twitter at mozzie and muscle and we will be back next week to hopefully talk about the bucks lo- hey, and the pats losing that's right <laughs> fuck them <laughs>